Well, we've been talking about the favor of God. Anybody here glad about the favor of God? You're going to be even more glad before, before you leave here today. In Romans chapter 8, verse 31, it says, What then shall we say to these things? And if you'll go back and read the context of that, it's quite a list of things. Nakedness, peril, sword, separation, rejection, all kinds of things. What shall we say to these things? And here's our answer. If God is for us, who can be against us? Say that like you mean it. If God is for us, who can be against us? Uh, personalize it and say, if God is for me, right? If God is for me, who can be against me? And really, our definition, to me, it's the most working definition of favor, is to understand that God is for you. God is for you. Um, I have a real hard time with any kind of doctrine or religion that suggests that God is not for you. Because when you do that, you negate the bulk of the word of God. You remove the promises. And Jesus paid a dear price so that you and I could have promises that are yes and amen in him. And when you remove the promises that he says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Sounds like he's for you. And what Jesus did on the cross so that we could be forgiven and we could be cleansed, uh, you know, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement needful to obtain our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. I don't know. Sounds like favor to me. Sounds like God is for us. And I want you to know God is for you and it's not a performance-based kind of thing. Anybody glad about that? Because on most performance-based things, oh, howdy doody. But God is for us. And that is favor for our lives. Now, favor, and, and uh, let me just draw this out again real quick because I want to get this visual in your mind. That's my goal is to get this burned into your heart and to your mind. Everything that God has prepared and promised and provided is contained in his grace. Everything. And I want you to know that all those things that he's prepared, promised, and provided that are a part of his grace, you're not going to need those in heaven. You don't need protection in heaven. You don't need provision in heaven. You don't need peace in heaven. You don't need forgiveness in heaven. Are you, are you all with me? So stop pushing off all these things. Well, one day in the sweet by and by, that's pie in the sky. I like steak on the plate. Okay, it's like, it's like here and it's now. And this grace is for now. Grace is sufficient. Well, all of these things contained in the grace, God is not sloppy about his grace. And so these are faucets, if you'll remember. And these are handles. How many of you come here just for the artwork? But one of the ways you release out of grace, anybody remember? Mercy through the mercy of God. That's God's call. That's God's call. God, we didn't deserve it. It's undeserved. He said, I want to do this for you. Has God ever done anything for you out of his, out of his mercy and his mercy endures forever. Thank God for his mercy. But this is just all God. That's all God. And then the other way that things are released out of grace. Anybody want to help me? Faith. And ultimately, faith is this, is that you trust and you obey. 
really faith, and, and we looked at this, we'll expand on this a little bit this morning. I think faith boils down to this, that you trust and obey, which really comes out in this way, that you're going to make godly choices based on God's word. You're going to make godly choices based on God's word. That's what faith is. That means you trust him and you obey him. And you know what? Faith releases what grace contains into our life. And we need the favor of God. In Proverbs 12, 2, it says a good man. Go ahead and say it. Say this to me. And it's not gender specific, okay? It's, it's a good person. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. A good man, let's go back to it again. We, we defined it last week. A good man, a good person is one who makes godly choices based on God's word. Y'all get the feeling I'm trying to teach you something? Okay. Everybody say, make godly choices based on God's word. A good man obtains favor from the Lord. So who's the source of our favor? God is the source. And through making godly decisions based on God's word, which is faith, then you're going to release favor into your life. It said, but a man of wicked and or, or twisted intentions, he will condemn. Which means this, if you're making choices that are not godly and they're contrary to God's word, it's not going to work. Don't fool yourself. You know, you throw something, you go, look, it flies. No, it's just falling further. Okay. And so we've got to do things God's way to get God's results in our life and get that favor released. Now, favor surrounds us like a shield. You'll never come out of a season empty handed because of favor. The enemy does not triumph over you. Uh, When you have favor, it makes your enemies afraid of you. It brings people into your life. And I want you to follow this here. The favor of God will bring people into your life. Guess what else? The favor of God will also take some people out of your life. Really? And we could go into that. Maybe we will at another time. Guess what else? The favor of God opens doors that no man can shut. It also can shut doors that no man can open. And sometimes it's the favor of God. It's the mercy of God, the favor of God that a door is shut to you. And you go, ah, but I wanted to do that. But you know what? God's vantage point is way better than your vantage point. And he said, I I don't, I don't want you to go that way. I know where that goes. And, and he can see much further than we can see. So we trust him. I said, we trust him. So what we need to do is trust his mercy, trust his mercy, walk in faith, And look for favor. Trust his mercy. Walk in faith. Look for favor. Say it with me. Trust his mercy. Walk in faith. Look for favor. Now, when you look for favor, you're going to see it. You're going if if you're flying the way we're flying with this, you're going to see it. And I believe that you should mark it and you should mention it. I don't think you should let the goodness of God just go by unnoticed, unmentioned. You should mark it. You should mention it. You probably dozens and dozens of times throughout the day should probably say, that's favor. That was favor. That was favor. That was favor. Y'all with me? And uh, some of y'all rolled your eyes and huffed, you know, because it's two weeks till Christmas. Believe for some favor. Believe for some deals. Believe for stuff to happen for you. Believe for parking spaces. Okay? 
And, and, and we laugh about that, but really look for the favor of God all over the place. And then when the favor comes through, you need to mark it. You need to mention it. And, and, and you need to say it to yourself and to God. And if you have people like precious faith around you, that was a favor of God. And sometimes you got people who got no faith at all. You need to let them know, well, how did that happen for you? It's the favor of God. You need to let them know that. And not in some kind of arrogant elitist way, okay? Just in a humble way. It's like, that was, that was God. The favor of God that helped you to do that. Anybody still at church? And as you look for favor, you're going to have stories. Alicia and I have heard so many stories from people just in the last couple of weeks because they're looking for favor. They're seeing favor. I mean some dramatic things. And I, I can't go into it all right now. And some I don't have permission to go into. Uh, we know one family that their business was being threatened by fire. And it just could not make its way to their business. It tried and, tr- and it just could not make its way there. That's the favor of God. And another family, very precious to us, went through something that is just unbelievable. It's like you can't even make this up, how bad it was. And the favor of God turned it around. Just turned it around where they thought, you know, life as we know it is completely over. And we ran into them like a day or so after that. And they're like, we got to tell you what God did. It's the favor of God. The favor of God. Thank God for the favor of God. Now. You got this? I'm going to sign and number it, and we're going to auction it off tonight after Meadowbrook Christmas Live. Favor, first of all, favor is for advantage. Everybody say advantage. Now watch this, and we've talked about it. That is actually an N right there. Um, Favor is for advantage, and I want you to look at this. This type of favor... This type of favor will get you ahead. This type of favor will get you ahead. This is where you move ahead three, three free spaces. This is where something opens up for you. This is where something comes to you. This is the advantage, which is part of the definition of favor. Okay? How many of you like that kind of favor? I'm going to talk to you about another kind of favor I think you're going to like even more this morning. And it's so important that we have it in our life. Favor is for advantage to get you ahead. But favor is also for adversity. Favor is for adversity. And watch this. This kind of favor, this kind of favor gets you ahead. This kind of favor gets you through. This kind of favor gets you through. How many of you ever got through something before? Oh, that was really weak, but, but, but hold on here. How many of you really, you ever had something before? You, you, I mean, come on, you've had situations, you've had some stuff. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Did you get through it? How did you get through it? Well, I'm very resourceful and I work out and I do, give me a break. It's the favor of God that got you through. I said it's the favor of God that got you through. And this, this type of favor, this is where we really need to zero in on this because it will get you through. And I want to tell you something. There's people here today. You're in something now. But you know what? The favor of God will get you through that. I even sense 
some people on the internet, and I'm trying, not trying to be spooky here, but you're in something right now, and with the favor of God, God will get you through. God's able to get you through. Amen? Let me ask you again. Has he got you through anything before? And he'll get you through. Now, Psalm 124, verse 1 through 8. I know that's a lot of verses. We tested it earlier. Will not hurt you. It says, what if? And this is in the New Living. What if? Everybody say, what if? Just think about this. What if the Lord had not been on our side? Okay, let's stop there just a moment. What if the Lord had The things that you've been through... What if the Lord had not been on your side? Think about that. It says, what if the Lord had not been on our side? Which means this, no favor. Let all Israel repeat, what if the Lord had not been on our side? Watch this. When people attacked us, watch this. They would have, say would have. This is what would have happened if you didn't have favor. They would have swallowed us alive in their burning anger. The waters would have uh, engulfed us. A torrent would have overwhelmed us. Yes, the raging waters of their fury would have overwhelmed our very lives. But praise the Lord. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord who did not let their teeth tear us apart. We escaped like a bird from a hunter's trap. The trap is broken and we are free. Our help, favor, favor is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Somebody say something in this place here this morning. Let me tell you something. That battle, that setback, that challenge, that adversity, that attack, that flood, so to speak, in your life, you made it through because of the favor of God. Now, I love this kind of favor. I really do. Uh, Mr. Gilligan, we're going to upgrade you to this. Uh, Step right this way. I've gotten to do some trips before in somebody else's favor. You know, it's because of their favor. I mean, there are all, all kinds of things. Favor comes. I love this, but you know what? I need this. You need this. This gets you ahead, but this gets you through. And so we're going to trust his mercy. We're going to walk in faith and we're going to look for this favor that will get us through. Because what if you didn't have that favor? When that flood came, when that problem came, when that call came, when that doctor's report came, when that thing happened, when that thing didn't happen for you, how did you get through? It's the favor of God that gets us through. And no matter how bad you thought it was, think how bad it could have been if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. And let me make it present tense. No matter how bad you think it is. I want you to think how bad it would be if the Lord was not with you and if his favor was not with you. Amen. Daniel, prophet in the Old Testament. Daniel's nation had been conquered. He had been taken captive. And then because certain things about him, he was uh, separated. People were separated from I want you to think this is just the most horrible thing I think could happen is for your nation to be invaded, to be conquered, everybody to be captured, families taken apart. You lose all your stuff. You, you lose your livelihood, your, your will. You lose all these things. And this happened in the life of Daniel and in and his nation. Everything changes. 
But if you follow Daniel, Dan, Daniel didn't gripe. He didn't complain. He didn't fret. He didn't get depressed. And guess what else? And he didn't compromise. He didn't compromise. And look what happens for Daniel here. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Now God brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. In the message, it says, The head of the palace staff, by God's grace, liked Daniel. So I figure if everything's going to change, I want some favor. You know, and if this were your situation in life, you want some favor. And it says that the, the chief of the palace staff liked him. And the reality is he ended up getting promoted and increase and preservation and all kinds of things happened into his life because of the favor of God. He actually, truth be known, was living in the palace. And before everything, he wasn't living in a palace. And God worked in his life and gave him favor in that place. Listen to me. Favor will find you. That's one of the things I want you to take away today is favor will find you. Everybody say favor will find me. And then we go to Joseph. (laughs) What a story with Joseph. All his brothers are envious of him. He's betrayed. And then he's sold by his brothers. And maybe you'd need counseling after that. (laughs) He was made a slave and then sold again. And then falsely accused and then put in prison. And then he did something good and said, hey, I'll I'll remember you. And the guy forgot him and just left him all, all locked up there. All of this happened to him. He had the opportunity to be bitter. He had the opportunity to be disappointed. But instead, he just operated in the favor of God. And whereas the favor of God will get you ahead, the favor of God will also get you... It'll get you through. Let me read some verses for you in Genesis 39. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard of an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph. It almost sounds like what? Did somebody bump the channel? He just got sold. He's a slave and all that. And it says the Lord was with him. It doesn't sound like the Lord's with him. Not unless you understand that there's a favor that will get you through things. Says the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. Successful man. He's a slave. Hang on. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptians. I mean, you know, he got an upgrade on his room too. And his master, watch this. His master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all he, Joseph, did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he, his master, made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from that time that he made him, Joseph, overseer of his house and all that he had. That the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Don't miss this. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house because of Joseph. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in his house and in the field. Then he left all that he had in Joseph's hands. And he did not know what he had except for the bread that he ate. Everything else was in Joseph's hands. And now Joseph was handsome in form and in appearance. And that's why Potiphar's wife was bothering him. And he turned her down. 
Actually, didn't turn her down. He outran her. So she lies about him. He ends up in prison. Verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor, watch this, in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Listen to me, favor will find you. Now, let me just take a, th- a second to yell at you for a minute, okay? Because I don't really yell a lot, but I, I just want to yell at all of you. Just, you know, it's, sometimes it's good. For me, it's good for you, okay? Stop running your mouth in yin about your job. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. This is a dead-end job. This community's going nowhere. You can't get a good job. Can't get any good wages. Hush your mouth. You're working exactly against my prayers and you're working exactly against the favor that God would put on your life. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are. Well, I'm a woman. I'm a man. I'm black. I'm white. I'm this color. I'm that. I'm tall. I'm short. I'm whatever. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. God will find you if you're the broom engineer at the corporation, the bottom. You know what? God will put his favor on you right there. And and nobody, nobody can take God's favor off of you. Nobody. And they'll say, we like you. I don't even know why, but we like you. Take my office and my check. And they'll be happy to do it. Listen, stop, stop, stop negating the favor of God that would get you ahead or get you through. And you somehow think that favor can't find you. Favor can find you. It can find you in the worst job, the worst house, the worst situation. It can find you. And the Lord will be with you and whatever you, you know, Joseph was a slave. He was a commodity. He was sold and sold again and lied, lied about and all of these and forgotten and all of these things. And you know what? Favor found him and favor brought him to the top. Now, listen to me. I've got to be real clear about this. though. this didn't happen, you know, like in two days. Okay. He wasn't in prison and, you know, and he watched the live stream and I preached this message and he goes, oh, I'll do that and came out two days later. Listen, God's looking for a people that will trust him and will just keep going in the same direction, not being double minded, going this way and that way and compromising. I, I, you know, just, just lock in. Just like I'm going to make godly decisions based on God's word. I'm going to trust his mercy. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to look for favor and favor will find you. I said favor will find you. Amen. I didn't yell at y'all too much. Y'all okay? It's because I love you and I want things better for you. I want things better for the community. Because you know what? God wants to advertise a little bit about how good he is. And he's looking for a few billboards and I'd be glad to be a billboard for him. And, and I'm telling you what, the favor of God will show up on you. Show, these are just a few examples here. Amen. And no one can take that favor from you. Favor is for advantage, but favor is also for adversity. It's to get you ahead, but it's also to get you through. 
And no matter what is going on, church, get this, no matter what is going on, trust his mercy, walk in faith, and look for his favor. No matter what's going on. Let me read something to you, true story. World War I, a hand-picked crew flew the B-17 Flying Fortress, captained by Eddie Rickenbacker. In October of 1942, Rickenbacker and crew were reported lost at sea. Somewhere over the Pacific, out of radio range, the plane ran out of fuel and crashed into the ocean. They had navigational equipment that went bad on them. And they thought they were headed to some place and they were totally headed out into no man's land in the Pacific. And ran out of fuel and crashed into the Pacific. The nine men spent the next three weeks floating in three inflatable rafts. They battled the heat, the storms, and the water. Some were also battling injuries. Sharks, some 10 feet long, would ram their nine-foot inflatable boats. After only eight days, their rations were eaten or destroyed by water, salt water. Do you know what their rations were? Four oranges for nine men. It would take a miracle to survive. One morning, I love this part, one morning after their daily devotions. How many of you know that you're stuck in some boats out in the middle of the Pacific and there's 10 feet shark around you and you're running out of oranges? How many of you know it's probably time for devotions? (laughs) One morning after their daily devotions, Rickenbacker leaned his head back against the side of the raft and pulled his hat down over his eyes. Suddenly, a bird landed on his head. He peered out from under his hat. Every eye was on him. He instinctively knew it was a seagull. Rickenbacker reached up and caught it by the feet. And the crew ate it. And the bird's intestines were then used for bait to catch fish and to catch fish and to catch fish. And therefore, the crew survived to tell the story. A story about a stranded crew with no hope or help in sight, a story about prayers answered, a story of salvation. But the greatest event of the day was not the rescue of a crew, but also the rescue of a soul. On board was an engineer, James Whitaker, who was an unbeliever. The plane crash didn't change his unbelief. The days facing death didn't cause him to reconsider his his destiny. In fact, later, Mrs. Whitaker, his wife, said her husband grew irritated with John Bartak, one of the guys, a crew member, who continually read his Bible privately and out loud. But his protest didn't stop Bartak from reading, nor did Whitaker's resistance stop the word from penetrating his soul. Unknown to Whitaker, the soil of his heart was being plowed up. For it was one morning after Bible reading that the seagull landed on Captain Rickenbacker's head. And at that moment, James Whitaker became a believer. Listen to me. Here's the real point. Favor will find you. Do you hear me? Favor will find you. And you might think that you're lost at sea and out of radio range and nobody cares and nobody sees and you're run out of this and this. I'm telling you what, draw near to God, draw near to God, trust his mercy, walk in faith and look for his favor. Because listen to me, church, favor will find you. It can find you. And you say, well, I'm, I'm out here in my own making. 
then it's time to turn. It's time to just to turn to him and make a godly decision based on God's word and favor will find you. Favor comes from the Lord. No matter what's happening, you just keep looking to him. And again, trust his mercy, walk in faith, look for his favor. The 23rd Psalm, you're familiar with it. As we go through it, and this is all over the Bible, you're going to see this now, and hopefully you'll start to see it all over your life. When I point to you, I just want you to respond with favor, okay? Can we practice just one time? Okay, watch, watch this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Living Bible says this, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. He makes me to lie down. I wish somebody would make me lie down. Uh, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence or in the sight of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And here's the biggie. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Favor. Favor. Take this with you. I tried to break up a lie right at the very beginning that somehow you've gotten stuck in your head that God's not for you. That's a lie. God's for you. God will be with you. Turn to him. Draw to him. Today, some of you, some of you, it's your day to just, uh, God, my way is not working. Well, you should have asked the rest of us. We could tell you that. That our way doesn't work, but his way works. His way works. And come near to him. And I just want you to hear this again. There's a favor that will get you ahead. But there's a favor also that will get you through. I love the one that gets me ahead. But I need the one that gets me through. And favor will find you. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.